Welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, designed to bring out the best in you and your organization. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach on a mission to create a culture where business is the true balance of head and heart. I work with leaders and companies on how to leverage my brand of kindness to gain powerful results. And I'm Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you shift conversations to identify what works and find ways to build on that success with people, planet, and profit in mind. The Doing Good Business Podcast is the place to learn about transformational leadership qualities and purpose-driven business practices that are essential to success in today's modern market. You can make the world a better place through business, and the business case for that starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Doing Good Business. Kelly and I are, uh, we're spicing it up a little bit today. We have a number of guests who are all from the same organization, and we're so excited to bring them to you. So Erin Jernigan, I will let you do the introductions. Tell us a bit about yourself and the folks that you have here with us today uh, from your team. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren, Kelly, for having us. We're super excited. This is not something our team gets to do all the time be part of a podcast. So this is exciting for all three of us. I'm Erin Jernigan. I'm co-founder of Victory Supply Chain Services. We are a 4PL um, consultant and full service logistics provider for our clients. And today I'm joined by Marianne DaCosta and Brandon George, uh, two great members of our team. Welcome guys. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And Kelly, I know you have a quote that is really going to kind of give us a little insight into why we have Aaron and the team here today. Yes, and I am so excited for this show. And um, really, this is what resonates with me when I think about it. And because someone else said it better than I did, I'm going to share what Richard Branson says about this. Customers come second, employees first. It's a philosophy that brings unexpected benefits to both the company and its clients. And Laura, you and I know that. We do a lot to help bring that to light. And we were ecstatic to learn about Aaron's program, Group Grow, which we're going to hear more about right now. Awesome. Yeah. Kelly, you're right. That quote totally embodies um, the program that Aaron ran for the organization. And, uh, and I want to hear about it, Aaron. So can you just start by telling us a little bit about Group Grow and, and what you did for the team? Yeah. And thanks, Kelly, for that quote, because that's exactly um, what we were trying to accomplish. I mean, everybody in business knows that it's important to turn a profit and, you know, there's, you have to do what you do to stay in business. But we like to, in, in, at the Op Center and at Victory, we definitely know that we move freight to provide opportunities for growth to our team. Um, that's why we show up every day. I mean, we like providing logistics services, of course, and we like being part of making the world grow and move. Um, but we also want to grow ourselves as individuals and we want to like find um, our perfect lives, right? We all have what brings us joy as individuals. Um, no one else can tell us what makes our best life. Um, and similarly, I, when you know, I got into business, I never thought that as an employer, I would be able to tell the team what makes their best lives. And so I started thinking, um, you know, earlier this year, how do you really set your team off on a journey to figure out how to cultivate their own best life? Right. Sometimes we get so busy in our lives, we don't even have the time to dream and plan about what we really want to grab from our lives and what we want to get out of it. And I think that's kind of how this premise started, how to get people dreaming about what they want to be doing in their best day. Yeah. 
And dear listeners, now you know why we were so excited about having Erin, Marianne, and Brendan on our show today, because this is the real deal. This is the real intention. And I think, you know, uh, later at some point in the show, I'm probably going to ask you to touch on the business case because that's what we do and that's okay and necessary, but this is pre-business case, right? This is intention. So thank you, Aaron, so much for sharing that because I think that that's a, a, and it's a vital understanding. I refer to teams as, you know, and other stakeholders as all of the people essential to a company's success and just so happy to hear how you recognize that and, and again, as we learn a little bit more about the program, how that's showing up at Victory. Thanks. And if I had to be really honest, I wouldn't say that just one day you wake up. And I mean, I know that I started a business to give jobs and opportunities. That was my why for, you know, why you show up and work hard every day. But it also took years and years of because in the beginning you're struggling, you're struggling to you're struggling to to earn your way, and you're trying to figure out how to do the right moves with all of your business. And even though you want to focus on your team and you want to put all this emphasis, you still have the day to day. It's like raising a baby, right? And there's still right. lots of logistics that you have to deal with first before you think about how to like help your baby self-actualize someday, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't go from just learning how to talk all the way up to like, you're going to be the best person in the world. And so right. um, I think that's what I was struggling with. And I think what happened over the years and what I think helped me is the more vendors became important to me, like the more I started realizing that surrounding myself with coaches and consultants and just people that were at the top of their game, when you start really realizing that that's what's taking you to the next level and like you, you can't do it by yourself, you really start for like finding this new deep appreciation for the people that are actually doing the work every day. And I don't want to make myself sound shallow. It's just, I'm a human being. And while I've always appreciated the team, I guess over the years, like when you start really, you know, firming up your business and all those logistics things start falling into the background you know, who they are and the real, what they're really bringing to, to your life every day. Just if you ignore that, um, mm -hmm. I don't know how you can ignore it. Honestly, I don't know how you could be in business, you know, 10 years plus and not see that the longevity is because of the people that are showing up every day. Right. Love it. Yeah. That's a big, big amen for me. Um, and I want to shift to, to Brandon and Marianne and, and just kind of check in with you guys, you know, what was it that made you really buy into this idea? I mean, obviously, you, you guys have worked for Aaron for some time. There's, there's trust there, I would imagine. But, you know, so, so Aaron comes to you and says, hey, guys, we want to do this group grow program. You know, what were your first impressions? What made you say, like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds like a great idea. Well, I won't lie. I was a little skeptical at first. We love you, Marianne. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, we love, we love the, the candid truth. Thank you, Thank Marianne. You. You're welcome. But um, we all love Erin. We respect her. Um, and we knew that she was already working with Group Grow. And so I think we all just bought into it and trusted the whole program because Erin saw how much it worked for her. And she was certain that it was all going to work for us. And I think as a team, like I know these, I think I know my team better than I thought I ever would going through these sessions. Everybody's completely honest, outspoken, and, and just, it's just, it's a really, really good program. It just really is. And I'm forever grateful that Aaron brought it to us. Hmm. I yeah, love that. I think 
Go I'm ahead. sorry, I can agree with that as well. I'm a little, I'm a little different. I'm not as skeptical as Marianne. I um, <laughs> you had to buy in, right? For, <laughs> when Aaron talked about it, I'm I'm all for any sort of group uh, activities with work. It kind of gets you away from the day-to-day operations. So I thought to myself, well, this is going to be interesting. It'll be fun. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to gain out of it, but I will say after doing it for how many months now, um, what a tremendous difference it has made, not only in my work, my operational work, but just in my life, just having that self-awareness of things we're talking about, things I know about myself, but when you open up and start talking about it with your group and with, with individuals, you start to realize, man, like I got a good thing going here with myself and what I do. So I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, it's an extremely positive experience for me. And um, again, I, I would recommend this for any organization for sure. That's fabulous. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate that. And and I think we need to know a little bit more about the program, Erin. Can you tell us what it all encompasses? Yeah, wow, that was awesome. Um, and Brandon, that was awesome what you said, because um, I think, so Group Grow started out of the basic premise of just getting coaching help in general as an individual. And um, you know what Brandon said about when you talk it out, um, you bring the self-awareness to your issues and, and to things that you weren't seeing about your life. Um, and when you can talk it out in a non-judgmental way to yourself, um, when you can tell others without, you know, feeling that fear of um, shame and judgment um, and really let the words resonate on someone so it comes back to you, that can really change your life. And for years, you know, like a lot of other people, I went to therapy and I went to counseling and that kind of thing. And it feels good. But the best kind of counselors to me are coaches, like people that show up to figure out how to let you live your best life, but don't tell you how to live your best life because nobody mm. wants to feel judged. Right. Um, so earlier this year when COVID hit, I went to a webinar and one of the guest uh, speakers was Lisa from Organifi. And she was the, uh, the, the, the culture uh, relations person for Organifi. And she was giving people ideas from work from home about how to stay more connected and be more involved with each other. And one of the things Organifi was doing is they were bringing in a life coach. Now they have a company of you know well over 100 people, but they were bringing in a coach and dividing people up into teams and allowing these teams to work together on mutual goals with each other and accountability issues. Um, so I left that webinar thinking, wow, like what a cool idea to bring personal coaching to your team members. I mean, I had this wonderful opportunity where I have a personal coach in my life and he moves the world for me and helps me, you know, hear what Brandon said, allows me to talk to him without that fear of judgment. And it, it enables me to change how I view my life. So how can we bring that to the team? And uh, all I did was approach him. <laughs> I approached him, my own personal coach. And I said, would you like to put something together for our company? And um, from there it grew. And what it grew into was, a program that discusses the eight buckets of life. So career, spiritual fulfillment, um, emotional and mental fulfillment, physical health. Those are the things we touch on once every six weeks. And um, we basically 
have a kickoff session where we discuss ideas in those buckets and where we might be feeling different things. We discuss it as a company. And then throughout the weeks in between the kickoff session, these big meetings, we uh, discuss our individual goals and we buddy up with other teammates and um, we just get real with each other and we grow with each other. And that's the premise. <laughs> Love it. Aptly named. So the actual program itself, Erin, I know, are you doing in cohorts? Are you doing, I want to get into the details because my little, my little co-tart, first of all, is super happy that you are, you know, giving this opportunity to your organization. But tell us a little bit about, are you guys doing it all together as a company? Yeah. So um, as a company, we meet after hours, um, like I said, every six weeks. So we'll have a big kickoff, you know, after five o'clock one night and we'll have dinner together or something. Um, and Dave will talk to us just for about an hour. Our, our coach is called Dave, called Dave. <laughs> His name is Dave. <laughs> we'll just call him Dave for the sake of this call. We'll call Dave, um, <laughs> uh, Dave gives us a, a nice hour together. And then, um, what we do is every, it's every three weeks, every three weeks in between we, um, Dave will send us questions as individuals about the bucket that we're talking about. So maybe Marianne, Dave, uh, Marianne or Brandon, maybe one of you would like to step in about this week's bucket, like just for an example, do, do yeah, either this, of you know the questions? This week's um, question is regarding uh, personal health, which um, I'm really excited about because I, I take that one very serious. That's one of the one of the areas in my life that I really focus on just, just in general, just my general over my over uh, we, um, wellness, you know, how I'm feeling. It, it goes a long way, especially with life, just how you're feeling your health. It's you bring that to your work, you bring that to your family. So it's, it's something I'm really aware of. So that one I was really um, excited to kind of get into. I don't remember the questions specifically. They were, he sent us uh, about two weeks ago. But the questions are kind of geared to really make you think like, you know, I know I'm a healthy guy. I know I live a healthy lifestyle, but the questions are kind of geared to really, when I answer them, I put an answer down and I'm like, man, like, again, it's just that self-awareness that you, you know of, but you don't really know it until you write it out or talk about it. And it makes you, you really look at it and you're like, man, I'm doing, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a nice job with myself. And it's, it's a positive experience. I love that. Oh, so true, Brandon. So true. Thank you for that. And, and I do think, you know, uh, I don't have, I don't have a coach's hat, <laughs> but my, um, observationally, I do believe that when we think about our strengths, we have a tendency to think, well, everyone can do it because I can do it. So I think that process of really identifying them as individuals, also as an organization, what are our organizational strengths? I think it is so uplifting and um, so empowering right? And they say knowledge is power, but I like to think of it as knowledge is empowering because that's what gives you the confidence to keep moving forward, to try new things, to do your, bring your best and do your best. So Marianne brought the skeptic view a little bit in the beginning and, and then shared that she really got tremendous value out of it. So Marianne, I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about your journey. Like, how are you feeling about it now? How many weeks in are you? Is there a favorite life area that has jumped out at you? Well, we're a few months into this now and I'm feeling good about where I am. And, and honestly, it's not just Dave's help. It's everybody's help, like my whole team. Yeah. Wow. You know, they're they, working from home, especially during COVID, you know, nobody, nobody goes anywhere. Nobody leaves their house. Mm -hmm. And I was my biggest struggle was taking a break from work, mm -hmm. like taking an actual lunch break, right. which I think I've maybe 
maybe taken two in all the nine months. Mm. But, you know, I do get a break every day. I have three dogs. They, ha- they want to go outside. That's my break. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's a half an hour. Right. But, but my coworkers have, are, are like hyper aware of it. And they saw months ago how I was struggling to actually take a break. So they all kind of just stepped in in their own little way to just in the background gently remind me, mm. go take a break. You, you know, just go sit down somewhere, relax, get away from the computer. And I think I've gotten a lot better at it. I really have. But again, it's, 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 it was Dave gently nudging me, you know, Marianne, take 10 minutes, you know, and, and then the next day take 15 and maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks, you'll be up to a 45-minute break. And right. he, was, he was just really good. What I love about Dave is that he doesn't tell you what to do. He just gives you all these great ideas that you could sit back and go, I could do that. Hmm. You know, that's, it sounds so simple, but I can do that. And, and again, he's just he's a really, really good leader, I think. And again... Having my team involved in the big group session and then our little breakaways, you know, everybody's been extremely supportive. That's wonderful because that's the intention behind it. Thank you, Marianne. I mean, so many business leaders, I think, are grappling with that as we're now all distributed across our homes and the country and the world. And um, I think that's a really great example of how that that can create a a sense of connection which I would hope over the long term also fuels collaboration between all of you too. Correct. That's awesome. Like what you're hearing on the Doing Good Business podcast? Then you'll love working with Laura or Kelly. Visit doinggoodbusiness.com forward slash the host to learn about them and how their services can help you do good business. And I think Marianne puts a, like a good point that like it matters who's involved in this program, obviously, you know, I, mm-hmm. I definitely went on a limb when I contacted Dave about it because I had had experience, but for the business owner who maybe doesn't have personal experience with someone to approach, I think it would probably be important that you really start talking to people and, and referrals probably are the most important with this, right? Like how people are actually reacting to the coach and what they think of them and stuff. Because at the end of the day, this is a tailored made thing. It's not like people, I mean, this is probably not something where you'll go online and find, you know, somebody that provides this specific type of coaching for your team, right? Like it's going to be a tailored made program, most likely for your business. Yeah. And I think it should be. I mean, so look, I'm the resident coach here (laughs) and I don't know Dave, but I might need an intro, Aaron, because I love, I just, you know, like his style really from what you've described, like that's the way to do it because a cookie cutter program is only going to take anybody so far. But, you know, the through line that I'm hearing is, you know, Aaron, obviously you had trust with Dave, Marion and Brandon, I'm sure the rest of the team has trust in you. So it, it, it sort of trickled down. So you bring in this third party and they've already got some, you know, like third degree trust built because this is somebody that, that you're bringing in. And, you know, I'm wondering, Aaron, what you think about, you know, would this have been different if you had tried to do it for the team? Like, what do you see as the advantages of bringing in another person as opposed to you trying to do something like this? Yeah, we've talked about this a couple of times and we all feel very, when I say we all, 
um, our team who's on the call, my business partner, um, our personal coaches, business coaches that help us. We've an HR. We've all talked about this and we just wouldn't get the same results. Um, and obviously one, it's the obvious that people aren't, you know, it's, it's hard to tell somebody right to their face, like how you feel like deep down about specific things. Um, but let me give you an example of something that happened at one of our sessions. And maybe that'll give you an idea of the kind of things that are going on and like why I couldn't be the one leading this. Awesome. Um, so we were at one of our first sessions and Marianne was actually part of this one, but I'll use this as an example. And I was in a breakaway with Marianne and one other person because we participate, obviously, like this isn't so far, 100% of our company wants to participate. And I would hope that as we do new hirings, it's going to be something that everyone sees is exciting, and it will just be natural to want to participate. So I'd like to say that too. So the three of us were in this meeting, and it was about mental health, I believe, and emotional health. And one of the questions was, what holds you back? Actually, I forget the bucket, so don't quote me on it. But it was, what holds you back from doing the things that you most love. Okay. I might not be doing it justice. My answer to one of the questions was social anxiety. And I said, you know, sometimes, you know, without specific examples, something I might want to do, my social anxiety might hold me back, but for not wanting to go out and do it. Well, the teammate that we were talking to, I think Marianne said something to me like, oh, that surprises me, Aaron. I didn't know that you suffered from social anxiety. Um, That's something I didn't know about you. And the third team member stepped up and right away said, whoa, like that really surprises me. And now that I know that about you, I'm able to look at my own social anxiety. And this person said, you know, sometimes I just want to go to the store and get a cupcake. Sometimes I just want to get a cupcake and like that would make my day. But because of the anxiety of going to the store and being in line and seeing what people would do and blah, 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 blah. I didn't realize that sometimes I just don't get that cupcake because I experienced that social anxiety. Oh. And that, that conversation, I don't, you think Marianne, we ended up using that for like the next, you know, three to four weeks talking about that because we just all saw each other in a whole new light. And I just think that if I had been leading these things, I don't think my team would have been able to experience me and my business partner. And I wouldn't have been able to experience them in the raw, you know, uncut way that we have. I totally agree. Um, In that session, I was shocked that, that you had admitted of this anxiety and the, our other teammate that, that mentioned the same. Um, but he also mentioned, I don't remember if it was the same session or the next one where he admitted that if he has to go somewhere, like if he has to go get an oil change, like he'll do it. So it, it, Dave dug so deep with this, with this teammate of ours that he, it was almost like we could get him to admit that, if it was something he had to do, he had to do it, and he did it. But if it was something that he wanted, it was, it was almost like he felt unworthy. Like, I'm not worthy to go get that cupcake, so I'm not going to go. Now, that's therapy. <laughs> yeah, and I never would have, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm glad that we got him to open up about that piece because I think it really startled him. Like, I think he really sat back and went, wow, maybe I do think I'm undeserving. Hmm. Wow. You know, of cup cupcake, but yeah, that this is how deep sometimes these sessions go, and it and it's all I always feel good coming out of them, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Whether you learn something new, something you like, something you don't like about yourself, um, it's every session is a growth period, 
and 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 Dave is just a master at at guiding all of us. He really is. And I think what makes us unique for us is, you know, Dave is is trained to do this. He's a third party. He doesn't know us. He doesn't know our organization. He doesn't know organizational structure. He doesn't know who manages who. He doesn't know who is in which department. He just knows us for answering some questions. And the more we talk to him, the more he learns about us. But he's not here to judge us. He's still not here to learn. He doesn't ask anything about our jobs. He doesn't want to know that specific detail. He's here to to learn more about us. I think that's what makes that unique where somebody like Aaron or a leader of a company wouldn't be able to do because they know us so well already, especially with the, inside the organizational structure. So you have somebody like this from an outside who is just coming in with his talents and skills. He gears his questions correctly and he really, he really puts it out there to make you think. That's really impactful. But thank you both, Marianne and Brandon. And, and stay close by because I have an, another question for you, but I'm going to start it by asking Aaron a question. And um, then I'll come back to the two of you because, you know, I'm a big fan of data supported decisions, especially, you know, not those data driven decisions, but especially when the decisions are about people. So for the people who are listening to this podcast who are in companies or just, you know, in a culture where there's such an emphasis on data, are there, is there data like performance metrics or unscheduled absentee rates? Like, is there something that would indicate to them that they might consider doing something like a group grow where you're having this group approach over an individual approach to coaching? Because Laura can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like lots of times coaches are brought in to, um, you know, address a problem, address a challenge. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) And, and, um, but this is just so like, expansive and holistic. And, and I love what everyone is saying about the program and, and all the potential that that holds and the development and how those things, those shifting individual perspectives will certainly carry over to their professional lives and, and the work that's being done. So what do you think, if someone doesn't come to this just naturally, the way you have, what could, what data would indicate to a business leader like, perchance it is time to try a new approach? No, that's a really great question because I started asking myself that in the beginning because like any business owner, you're like, you're trained kind of to think ROI and you're trained like that you have to make a business case of it, obviously. I mean, I shouldn't say trained because it's just being a good owner. But at the same time, I struggled with it because we're so early in the infancy stage and I keep, so not to disappoint right now, but I keep saying to myself personally, a year from now, I'm going to be able to tell others more about those KPIs because I'm actually going to be able to put more investment in discussing it internally on our own. Um, So that's one of the things is that I think for me personally, that case study is going to come eventually. Love it. Two, I would say for me, again, this is just my personal thoughts and feelings. And again, I'm a, the owner of the business, which I understand it's a lot different if you are, let's say, a CEO that has to report back to a board on data and numbers, completely different, right? But right. for me personally, I just like to put it out there because this is my personal feeling. Not everything has to have an ROI. So I'll just like right. mind blow everybody that and just let it sit for a second is that <laughs> my ROI is going to bed at night and feeling like I actually 
<laughs> to have something to contribute to this world that makes me feel good, right? Like, oh, yeah. that's, I mean, this is why I do this business. So, you know, uh, it, how much does this cost, right? Like, if this is costing your business, let's let's just throw out, like, let's, let's throw out a huge number, right? <laughs> let's say this costs $50,000 a year, you know? Right. If that $50,000 a year is going to feel better in your pocket, Mr. CEO business person, great. You know what I mean? But right. if you're going to sleep at night and feel better putting this towards someone else, then I would just say that there doesn't have to necessarily be the business case for it. And then the third thing is, is that I would say, just like the program, you need to be just as flexible with your own personal KPIs, what matters to your company. So I would say like for our company, I think a year from now, something like healthcare, like healthcare costs would matter, right? Because I would expect my employees' well-being to go up. You know, if I had maybe out of 50 employees, if let's say 15 of them were smokers, I would think that after a year of doing a program, I would think I would lose a couple smokers, right? Like, right. so um, I just think there's all kinds of different flexibilities on those numbers and it's what matters to your company. Well, thank you, Erin, and thank you for putting some very tangible thoughts around Richard Branson's comment, right, which is it's a philosophy that brings unexpected benefits to both the company and its clients. So you're outlining them, so I can't wait to um, message Richard Branson on LinkedIn and let him know he should talk to you about this because you're providing yes, more depth do. to this quote. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do that. And so then Marianne and Brandon, um, this is a, a growing, um, I don't know what to call it, but let's just call it an interest. I'll, I'll say it, it is for me, but I, I know it's something that we need to talk about that if other, if people in other companies were fortunate enough to have a program that looks just like this one, what advice do you have for them? Like in other words, what can they do to make it successful for themselves? Because I think that there are so many good business leaders, business owners like Aaron and others who are, are doing good things, right? And the other side of that coin is people who support those initiatives. So you both, I, we love your personal experiences. You both came at it a little different, which, which is even better, um, you know, because I think that's really representative of a broader group of people. But what advice would you have for someone who maybe their, their employer comes in and says, well, hey, this is what we're going to do. Um, what makes it what what could they do to make it successful for themselves right from the beginning they they definitely need to be honest with answering the questions and answer you know be honest with themselves um the program isn't designed to sit here and talk about everything that i'm good at and i'm the best at everything and there's nothing wrong in my life because everybody has something whether it's big or small everybody has something and to be honest with yourself and open up be vulnerable with the people that you work with and, and not be feared that you're going to be judged. That's how you're going to get the most success out of it. Love it. Thank you, Brandon. Mary Ann, do you have something to add to that? I, I would say or, the same. Um, keep an honest, open mind um, for the, when this is being introduced to someone for the first time. Um, and, and the perfect word Brandon used was vulnerable. Um, mm -hmm. It, it's it's super important um, to do so because you just get, I feel like you just get so much more out of it. And the other thing I want to say is if, if, if a company, let, let's say Aaron was a director at a large company 
if, if the CEO came to Aaron and said, Aaron, your employees look pretty miserable. Like, what's going on with your department? What's, what's going on with your team? Right. And she said, oh, you know, I don't know. I'll, let me figure it out. And then a couple of weeks go by and she says, well, let me try a life coach, see if I can get these guys moving. But that's, that's not Aaron. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd have to have a boss that really cares about his people so to, to bring this kind of program on board. Aaron and Phil care a thousand percent about their team. So we trusted them. We trusted the program. We, we trusted who she brought on to help us. And that's the kind of mentality you have to have, I think, before you even could bring this kind of program into a company. You really need to care about your team to make this successful. If you don't, I don't think it'll work. That is absolutely perfect, Marianne. I and I, I so true. I don't, Laura. Do you feel differently? Or no, I fully. Yeah, agree. right. Thinking, um, and I, I got this concept from the um, daring Dare to Lead program by Brene Brown, and I wrote recently about it on LinkedIn. It's who you are is how you lead. And Marianne and Brandon, that's exactly what I hear from you about Aaron and and Phil, who's not in this conversation with us today, but who also sounds like he leads similarly to Aaron, like. This is who Erin is in the world. This is right. not, you know, a hat she puts on when she walks in the virtual door, you know, from eight to five. It's not like, this is who she is. This is a program that is aligned with her value system. And even before she brought Dave in and, and brought this program to the organization, this is like, it probably wasn't a huge surprise that Erin offered something like this to the organization because who she is, is how she leads. And, you know, Kelly and I talk all the time this podcast is not for the people who, you know, like Marianne just described, who don't give a crap about their people and who are only doing something when there's a problem. Um, You know, we're here to talk about how you can take something good and make it better, you know, how to go from good to great. And Aaron and Phil's leadership was already really strong. And now this program has just made the organization even stronger. Absolutely. I am in awe of the of the three of you and and can't thank you enough for sharing with us today um, um it's just exceeded my expectations and i had pretty high expectations so thank <laughs> you everyone because i knew a little bit about this program and how it was being done and and i d- so deeply appreciate that everyone came to talk about this today because i think it's so transformative and the potential for it in other organizations is tremendous. So I can't thank, thank you enough. I know our thank listeners you. are going to enjoy it. Thank you for I having us. Yeah, I want to say thank you for having us and thank you for really giving us the opportunity to talk about these things because one of the greatest things that we feel at the company is when we can do things internally that we see other companies do then and we know that we have the potential at spreading some of the cool things that we experience that just like makes our day too. So thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to talk about it. Well, today. thank you. And we'll find a way to put that in a bottle, Erin, and ship it out to people. <laughs> <laughs> Spread the good word. Thank you all so, so much. Um, we will link to the organization's website um, and any other interesting things. Obviously, folks, feel free to connect with Erin um, on LinkedIn, shoot out questions to Kelly or to I, but thank you. Thank you all for being here with us today and sharing this amazing program. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business. We hope you'll tune in regularly, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and most importantly, tell a friend or a few. It's how we can build the critical mass to make the world a better place through business. 
The Doing Good Business Podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business. Learn how you can work with us at doinggoodbusiness.com slash the hosts. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what else you'd like to hear about through our online form on the contact page of doinggoodbusiness.com. We'll see you next time.